this is live breaking news report brought to you by Rebel Souls. www.rebelsouls.net. Holy shit. We haven't found you yet, but we're still looking. On my street, I don't even see American flags on their arms. Oh shit. Lock the doors, baby. Children in America. All the kitchens on the scale. Banks in that veil man. The government is collapsing. These people are military spread too thin. Chemical warfare and nuclear plants explode and radiation levels elevate. The largest tsunami ever. Build their burgers from the world. It's the end of the world. Real estate. My kids, kids owe money already. How can that be? They're not even born yet. Order. The new world order. Americans, please put the star on your level arms. I mean, flat. Report special reports on WKLZ. The deficit is too deep to get out. I love my country. Somebody hand me a shovel, please. I will fight for my freedom. Our brain meltdown. Tell me I gotta take a drug test for my food stamps. Nuclear plants across the world. You know, increasing synchronized meltdown. What in the hell are we gonna do? Another auto company bailed out, but this time it's GM, and the unions will no longer exist. Another oil bill. Seemingly the 20th day of this government strike, 27 capitals around the United States have people on the front lawn. John, what are we gonna do? Retirement loss from bad investments. The food. Grab all the food, we must run! We must run to the hills! Looks like the food stamp program is failing yet again. Congratulations everyone, thank you for the bailouts. Schools close one by one. They're murdering all of us, they're murdering all of us. No more college tuition, what will these kids do, John? All these local colleges closing around? Oh, can't they just pull their head out of their ass? One man controls all the food. All the things you eat. All the things you serve. We bring you this live breaking news report that, um, oh my god, we have citizens in the street with guns. Finally, they pull their head out of their ass. Joe, that guy has a machete. Fucking sweet. Now they want to tax us for the smoke. And now they want to give us a car to get some. What a joke. King Katrina plumbles New Orleans and Fever is unprepared. Biggest deficit ever. We have a live written news report that someone from Michigan is building a large ark and loading animals two by two onto it. John, what can we do? Oh, Lord. The missing page of the Bible has just been found. We might all be saved. It's the end mode of the beginning. The book of Eli. The price of marijuana drops. The president caught in the White House smoking pot. Illuminati, Martial law is now in effect. It's Bin Laden really dead?
He was seen in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Giving someone head. <laughs> yeah. I had to add some comedy into you it because it, it was serious, but... They sound like a newscasting. You can be a broadcaster, my nigga. Welcome to Moment of Rage with Jeremiah Harding. It is Wednesday, the 26th of July, 2017. It is 12.02 a.m., <laughs> <laughs> when I'm recording this. <clears throat> so. I want this recording to be a little bit different than some of the others. Because I want to start by framing a narrative. And it's going to be an uncomfortable one to think about. Because. The masses have typically been programmed to think they're free. And that illusion of freedom is one of the only reasons why the U.S. government and uh, other governments that operate the way they do can operate the way they do. It's the illusion that you can go down to the store and pick out from several options that have been chosen by that store, and that is total choice on your part, because you can also go to another store. It's the illusion that you can choose a job, or a life, or even a partner to a certain extent. You can hold that power over your life in your hand. That's the illusion. Because you can. You can hold that power over your life in your hand. But not the way that the establishment would have you do it. And by the establishment, I don't just mean mainstream media like some people do, or mainstream politicians like some people do, or corporations. I mean all of it. So the first thing I want you to do is I want you to think of the world as a prison. And I want you to think of the place you live as a cell. You wake up, you do what you're told, you have some amenities, but only amenities that the people in charge allow you to have. You can go down the streets to the various other cells and to various commissaries and dining halls and places of business, gyms, recreational activities. And you have to follow the rules of the places you're in all the time. It's always on. And if, if you don't, you better hope an authority figure isn't around. You know, if you think that's a little extreme, I can understand why you would come to that conclusion. But let me explain. The parallels between a prison and the way that the corporatocracy have set up the world are staggering. Think about it. They control the roads. They get to decide what you do on these roads. They monitor all of these roads with cameras, with pressure sensitivity, with aerial aircraft, with guards patrolling the streets as guards would patrol a hallway. 
you get a set amount of food or you get released to greener pastures on good behavior for basically doing what the system said or for being one of the few examples that they can hold up of why it's not a prison because, hey, if this person can do it, anybody can. And you have to do what they say. They watch you at all times. And if you don't believe me, you know, I've got a webcam facing me right now that publicly revealed documents have told everybody who was willing to listen to anything about them said essentially that they could turn it off and on, they could directly draw data, how they can uh, manipulate its angle if it moves. And all they need is some sort of evidence that connects you to something that they say you're not allowed to do. And they can then effectively monitor you. So, if it seems like not a prison, because basically the walls aren't close enough in, and there's not enough concentrated asshole population, and, you know, you don't see a cop crossing in front of your door, necessarily, it's because... The same environment, when expanded, when somebody is given a satisfactory amount of room for them, can seem like a different environment, even though it's fundamentally similar. And if you don't think about it this way, if you don't think about it as a prison with cells and war and a warden and, and guards, then it seems as though the world is open as long as you don't break the rules. That's not openness. Okay, in any other way, that a prison isn't open. It doesn't fucking qualify. It's obedience. It's generally blind order following that powers modern society. It's doing what you're told so quickly that they don't have to enforce anything. It's doing it subconsciously so that they don't have to make a conscious effort to make you do anything. It's doing their bidding for free. At no cost to them. Because they programmed it into you. The initial cost, of course, being the indoctrination system that they force into you at an early age. Or the constant barrage of news media indoctrinating us to believe whatever modern paradigm those who control the very limited media conglomerates want us to believe. You know, it's the barrage of signs everywhere telling us what the fucking rules are. It's that silent little thing where you want to do something, but you're not sure whether or not it's legal, even though you know it's not unethical. Like breathing the smoke of a dried plant, which is still considered a Schedule One narcotic in the United States, along with cocaine and heroin. Or collecting rainwater in a way with which the local governments don't approve. Or going off-grid because you're not connected to the system. So clearly, 
your house is substandard conditions according to the law. I mean, there are plenty of things that you can do ethically that the government has a problem with. And why can you do them ethically? The concept of self-ownership. You own yourself. Nobody else does. Nobody else should be able to make an injunction upon how you use your body. As long as you aren't making an injunction or an implied injunction on how somebody else uses their body. The good old, your rights stop where other people's begins. The even good or older, don't hurt people and don't take their stuff. Obvious shit. But the kind of shit that if it's totally applied is completely anarchistic. And so they tell you that you're a citizen, you were stamped with a social security number as soon as you came out of the gash, and you... You became a tool to them before you could even know what that meant. Which is why they taught you to recite the Pledge of Allegiance. Because, you know, kids can't sign field trip forms themselves. They can't consent to anything. The U.S. government is very clear about that. Children generally don't have rights. At least in terms of legal rights, not ethical ones. Children don't have legal rights because they can't understand enough to consent. But you know what they can do? They can have a Pavlovian knee-jerk response to a positive association with government and its trappings if you teach them from a very early age that they're pledging allegiance to this thing and associate that allegiance with things like liberty and justice, even though it means absolutely nothing similar, and after that, you've got somebody who doesn't know really why they support the government, but they know they do. And you're told taxes are the price we pay to live in a civilized society. We being the giant conglomerate of U.S. citizens. And, you know, whatever other country you have, because they've all got fanfare, and some of the other countries have even more intrusive indoctrination systems that I could definitely go into on some other occasion, but I keep on speaking you and U.S. as though <laughs> my only audience is in the U.S., which I know it isn't. Um, but the general notion is that if you knew you owned yourself, you wouldn't be okay with all of the shit that the government makes you do. It wouldn't be fine with you. So, they push that as far away as possible. The only time they ever bring up my body, my choice, is when it's in relation to abortion. The rest of the time, you know, you can't even kill yourself. Why? Because you can't destroy government property, and how can you? And that's the fundamental thing. Even if my analogy to the entire governed world being a prison is 
far-fetched or exaggerated. They've done a very good job of making your mind a prison. Because if you can't think outside the box, if the only response you have when somebody asks whether or not you can do something is if it's legal or not, then the truth is they've built walls in your mind. Because the real quandary isn't whether or not it's legal, it's whether or not it's ethical. And if you want to do unethical things, the quandary still isn't whether or not it's legal, it's whether or not you're willing to shoulder the consequences of doing something that is unethical. Because in the end, the law is just scribbles on paper, and cops are just thugs with badges. So, you can't stop somebody from avenging an injured or killed family member or friend or ally unless you're, you know, good enough to personally stop them or unless you hide behind an army or unless you take into account uh, countless other things that are possible responses to retaliation. So, they've got these invisible walls around you. At least they're trying. And these invisible walls are saying, don't do this, it's against the government's rules. So even if you are the sort of person that is willing to break the law, that is willing to disobey that sign, or not follow their rules on their roads, or, you know, in their pre-approved places of business, their rules, keep in mind, I'm not advocating violating private property rights. Then you still have the walls that they put up, which are the roads, which keep you penned in to their system, which you can't escape, which is a giant grid. You know, look at city streets sometime, and then look at a fishing net. You know, just because the the squares are on the ground this time doesn't mean you're not caught. You're fucking smack dab in the middle of that shit, whether you believe it or not. And it's really time to believe it. The reason I brought up all of this shit is because what's been really high up in the news lately has been a concept known as net neutrality. And what this concept attempts to say is that you can effectively preserve a free and open internet, which is their catchphrase, by enabling the government to restrict cable companies' abilities to speed up or slow down data based on who is using it and for what purpose. And it seems like a noble thing to say, no, we all get the same speeds no matter who we are. But that seems absurd to me. To begin with, advocates of net neutrality who I've been calling net neutralists, or neutralists for short. They theoretically want to prevent fast and slow laning, which is a future that they think would likely occur if ISPs were allowed to prioritize certain people over others. And that sounds correct, because if you're prioritizing 
one person over another. That is categorically one faster and one slower, and you can certainly call it um, fast laning and slow laning if you want. But they miss a fundamental detail and also a horde of other problems that I think I can address well. The first thing they miss is that if ISPs made, it, made customers' internet slower than it currently was, they'd likely see drops in contracts. People switching en masse to other services who aren't ripping them off. The only thing that this seems like it would do is increase people's speed beyond what it is now. These so-called fast and slow lanes. Because it would make the current slow and it would make the future fast. That's the theory from the people who were opposed to this and also involved in corporate activities. But there's a reason people like Comcast have been retweeting things involving net neutrality, basically rubber stamping it. There's a reason that all of these major corporations, including all major social networking, Alphabet, fucking AT&T, Tumblr, whatever. There's a reason that they're all involved in net neutrality. And that reason is because the internet is already not free. It's already slow. You know, I watched an episode of Adam Ruins Everything, which, by the way, check it out if you haven't already. And on this episode, he highlighted very well, and I'm only bringing it up because he's really good at explaining it, he highlighted how internet in other countries than the U.S. and other first world nations, for example, the U.K., often have much faster internet than we do. And one of the reasons he brought up for that was that, especially in the U.S., government and corporations have essentially worked it out to where there are a core, very limited group of telecommunications corporations in charge of internet. They control the lines, and they control all districts where the lines are. There is no competition, really. And he said that, you know, essentially, this was a monopolist system, but that the monopolies were broken up in the same country, so it didn't seem like it. You know, regional monopolies rather than total monopolies. Like, you can still switch to Fios, but it might not be as reliable in your area, or it might not be allowed in your area, or it might not be available in your area. So you might just be stuck with, with Time Warner or Comcast or whatever, what have you. And in doing so, essentially... The cable companies have already made the internet much slower than it otherwise would be because it's fucking cheaper for them. Fast internet is goddamn expensive for them. But instead of looking at that problem, ISPs are incentivized to incite this sort of basically internet conflict 
that doesn't actually functionally have any impact on whether or not they're going to do what they're going to do fucking anyway. And they can continue to gouge customers for insane prices, for insanely fast, for insanely slow internet, when they could upgrade everything, or hey, here's a novel idea: allow competition so that alternative companies can come in and upgrade everything and outpace them. But <clears throat> you know, entrenched corporate interests aren't exactly in the boat with that. And then there's the other shit. The shit that's swimming around in my brain. Lovely visual there for you. And that's the rhetoric. The rhetoric is, you know, like, similar to Land of the Free, Home of the Brave, when we're fucking enslaved and largely cowardly. To say... That net neutrality as an action now is at all designed to preserve a free and open internet is fucking ridiculous. A free and open internet does not have a host of restrictions for even starting a website. A free and open internet does not have Laws preventing people from starting a free marketplace like Silk Road. A, a free internet doesn't put somebody like Andrew Auerheimer, or Weave as he's more commonly known, in jail for three and a half years because he downloaded publicly available files on a public server. A free and open internet is global because it's a goddamn internet. And you wouldn't have places like China and North Korea and Cuba and fucking Brazil even in some cases. Venezuela certainly quelling certain ideas in favor of political expediency. This isn't a free internet. It isn't a free internet, and it hasn't ever been a free internet. The roots of the internet are DARPA for a goddamn reason, and the reason is that if you can create a complex system of interconnected communications arrays, then you can quickly convey information to control territories. And then the internet spread out to, to more private use. And, you know, now we've got what we have today. But guess what it's still based on? It's still based on the fucking DARPA net. And so all of those campaigns in the 90s and all of the campaigns to the current day that are just trying to make all this internet-connected technology seem like a friendly, easy way to do everything are fucking horseshit of the highest degree. You know, not to mention the fact that they don't make anything easier, really, what they do at this point is distract people. All those push notifications, enough that Wired has an article suggesting to turn them off because push notifications have reversed their purpose from notifying you of something easily so that you didn't have to unlock your phone to now being a thing that takes you into your phone so that you spend more time doing the shit that you otherwise would have done than you otherwise would. And all these campaigns, to make it seem friendly, have essentially popularized the most 
easily accessible databasing system for the mass public that the government has ever seen. Even back when it was still email and bulletin boards, you still had people with accessible information, and if you knew how, you could still crack your way into those sorts of things. But now the government has worked actively with all the corporations that have made these massive advances in what to do with the internet, and the government has backdoors into fucking everything. And if they don't, then they will tomorrow. You know? And all these backdoors allow them to access all this public information, but also a lot of the private shit. And also, your private information involving your home network. And also, what goes on near the devices. They can record it and send it and view it actively by turning on cameras without you fucking knowing. Facebook can passively monitor what you say and send it to the government. You know, it, it's it's affiliated institution, uh, InQtel, um, being affiliated with Niantic as well, is an AI superpower. That affiliated with all of the NSA and CIA backdoors, like XKeyscore, means that pretty much if they want you, they can have you in the form of all of your fucking information and where your whereabouts, no matter where you are um, and, and who you're with. There's a likelihood the U.S. government and its affiliated countries can fucking see you. And they can fucking know everything about your doing, what you're doing. And, and this is normal to people. This is not freedom. This is not openness. This is not transparency. This is a long series of walled gardens with APIs and open sources that make people think it's free and open, but realistically, they just let you get a little bit further into the maze before they tell you you'll never find your way out. And so I went so goddamn hard when I hear phrases like, we need more regulations, or to preserve the existing regulations, at least, so that we can preserve a free and open internet. What free and open internet? Show it to me. I want in. Because the only internet that's open and free in any reasonable sense is totally uh, unlocked phones on a mesh net or computers acting in a mesh net. But government can crack into those too as long as they know their way into the mesh or can disrupt the frequencies at least so that the mesh doesn't operate. You know? Nothing is free right now is my point. Remember that thing where I said that your house is a cell and the world is a prison? It doesn't end just because you're on your computer or playing fucking... I don't know, what's the latest shit? You know, probably Candy Crush is still probably pretty common. So I'll just say, you know, playing Candy Crush on your phone, because I don't really keep up with that shit. But as long as they've got you anywhere in their control grid, um, they're satisfied. And that's just part of it. That's part of the giant control grid. You know? But it's a fake fucking fight. There is no free and open internet to preserve, so how the fuck are you going to preserve it? And that, I believe, is totally emblematic of the atmosphere that they've intended to cultivate.
because, you know, including in their free and open internet rhetoric, the net neutrality specialists and activists have all been saying, essentially, that you can't have proper social activism without net neutrality because certain companies could quell political speech. There's no way they would want to do that. But let's just talk about that political speech. Do you really think signing that petition online is going to bring back our girls? Do you really think that you can make a difference in terms of whatever government you have by screaming at them on social media? You know, hell, do you even think that the street protests are helping? No. They, I mean, okay, maybe you think they are. But I can't see how they could possibly be helping. Things are still getting worse. They're still regulating more. The, the military is amping up its budget under Trump. He's already dropped, like, countless drone bombs and fucking... Nothing is changing because of what we say to them online. And nothing is changing because of what we say on the streets. At least, by the way, not for the better. Because the only thing this does is give them a wide array of easily exploitable people because all they've got to do at that point is say, we're on your side, you can trust us, here's why. You know? A lot of these Black Lives Matter people would be totally satiated if the U.S. government adopted their platform. Totally. That's it. They could still continue oppressing people in other countries. That doesn't really matter. What matters is this special interest group in this country, now, here, and nobody else, as long as this is the way revolution is considered to work. The revolution will be televised. It will be televised, it will be streamed live, it will be monetized, and, and, and after the revolution, shit as usual will commence because people aren't actually acting. And instead of acting, you know what people are doing? They're fighting each other in the streets. They're saying they're virtue signaling and saying, if you don't care about net neutrality, you you want tyranny. You know? They're loving their masters no matter how much they hate them. And it's this kind of manipulation that just fucking makes me sick. We've got punch a Nazi. We've got commies aren't people. We've got all of these so-called revolutionaries fighting the common man on the street instead of the politician or the corporate head or anything in office. Really. Because, like, you hold a riot, right? You bust some windows, you feel good about yourself, but those windows will be patched up, and the only thing that'll happen is a slower business day. They're not going to stop because of what you say online. We can spread ideas. That's great. We can interact. We can change minds. We can build strong communities. But you know what we can't do? We can't win if we don't start doing shit. It's funny. I posted about this today. And some people really got it. I said net neutrality is a mask by which the current internet can be labeled open and free. Never trust government with your freedom. And I got responses basically 
Why is it a bad thing? Well, because it's a fake battle designed to get the people to accept the way it is as better than how it could be. The net isn't free right now, much less with neutrality regulation, and cable monopolies are, res are a result of government, and this enables their continuance. You know? This is really simple stuff, right? And if people started to look at the government and media conglomerates as malicious agencies instead of people they're designed to protect them, then maybe more of this would be obvious to more people, but it's not, and it's because people trust the government, which is a mistake every time. And, you know, I haven't even read the net neutrality regulations. I should do that. I should really delve in and find out all the free riders that they got to get people to agree to it. I should really like delve into who is involved here and who whose palms they had to grease to get internet companies to agree to acquiesce to government standards. Because that shit ain't common, right? But most people haven't even looked past the propaganda. Because most people think that the government is there to keep them safe. And it's because they've been told it from a young age, or because they were in a situation once where government helped and they have always had a hard-on ever since. Or, or, or they saw a commercial once and it just brought the tears to their eyes. Net neutrality is an example that I'm trying to make. The government does not give a shit about you. The government wants to see you fail if you don't want to see them succeed. It'll throw a few bones your way. You can get on government support, do a host of other things. But that doesn't change the fundamental nature of government, which is control, coercion, and aggression. All designed to funnel shit back to their fucking partners. Every fucking time. No exceptions. It isn't as though the same government that's responsible for drone bombing children or deforming babies with depleted uranium or harvesting babies from Australia or finding out how to control your brain with certain electromagnetic signatures or fucking assassinating Americans or bombing the inner cities is going to change for the better because you have a quote noble cause now as ignoble as it actually is. If we want a free and open internet, we need to back the fuck up. And we need to realize how much of this internet has been marching against our freedom, has been closing down, has been censoring and obfuscating and dirty dealing in the background. And we need to cut that shit out like the cancer it is. Before we'll have anything approaching a free or open internet, much less a free and open internet. And it's that way with fucking every 
other major political movement, as long as it's related to a law, as long as you're trying to get that law passed, as long as getting that law passed will seem like enough of a victory that you're done until, you know, whenever you get enough stamina back up. It's like fucking children on a playground. The parents will let them go and run and do a bunch of shit that, that they would disapprove of on a normal basis in their house. But they're getting their fucking energy out, right? Ask yourself, do you really think your energy is being spent the way it would be most effective for it to be spent? If the answer is no, change something. Because the state has capitalized on our inaction and, and capitalized even further on making action that is so ineffective as to be practically counterproductive seem like it's the only way out of any given situation. And it's not! We need to decentralize. We need to move away from the centers of power. We need to localize so that we have enough close to us that we don't need to recognize the authority of intergovernmental agencies in order to provide our basic needs. We need to encrypt our shit and start over before that shit. We need to build our own PCs and our own phones that aren't connected to the fucking state where they can't just use a back door to see the information before it's encrypted or where they can't just have access to our fucking shit normally because of that back door in the first place I mean we've gotten so used to being so unfree We post our location on Facebook. We say what we're into at the time. We do the taste the taste makers' jobs for them by giving them all of what we're going to be crazy about for the next bit so that they can hypnotize us with it in the next pop culture jizz fest. And we do it all for free. We are putting our hands in our oppressor's handcuffs, and calling it a revolution. It's a fucking problem. Whether or not I'm right about net neutrality, whether or not I'm right about anarchy, whether or not I'm right about all these crazy conspiracies I consistently bring up, I know I'm right about this. You cannot seek freedom from those who have a lineage historically designed to keep people enslaved. So the U.S. government stopped being taxed by the British. But you know, they were still in debt to European powers. And you know, they still had slaves. And you know... They still didn't respect the sovereignty of every citizen, just landowners. And even then they didn't because they were still electors that made all the fucking major decisions. It's infuriating how easy it is for people to be distracted. But we can rise up and take back control of our own minds and of our lives and of our neighborhoods. And we can fight back but only if we're willing to see the prison that's around us. And that will not happen unless we are willing to recognize all of the walls, whether they're in our brains or in our neighborhoods or in our states, our countries, the world, whether they're in the computers that we think 
are our own, but are really spy devices for the U.S. government. We have to realize that they're there before we can dismantle them and start again. But we can't do that until we realize it and have enough fire and passion to actually do something. Instead of just enough passion to maybe sign that petition online if I get around to it. We need to have enough passion to build entire new communities, to remap the world. But we barely have the energy to play Candy Crush. We barely have the energy to stand on our own feet because this world is all about sapping our energy in the form of work to government and their collective agencies and their corporate allies and getting all of that energy out that could be used to fight these motherfuckers by saying, here's your revolution, run around in the streets for a bit, tweet that shit out, have fun, but don't break any laws, that would be fucking violent. Don't start anything new, that would be seditious. It's controlled opposition, and it is the real cage that contains us all who are on the lower ranks than the ruling class. And it's, it, it is from this that we must rise up and reclaim the humanity that was once ours by smashing the state. This has been Moment of Rage with Jeremiah Harding, signing the fuck out. Scissors, Southern World Franchise. My lady told me, say, why don't you rhyme on that Law and Order track? Produced by Law and Order, sabotage across the border, babies killed with mortars, lying ass reporters, confiscated camcorders for the mere price, asking bystanders, people eating rice, brothers shooting dice, demeanor never nice, watch a lot of vice, no Miami crime scene, looking like the Bush family, yes, commanding, like that general betray us, but hold up, look at how they portray us, police lineups, we looking gruff, smug behind the mirror, cops questioning, hey, hey, do you remember, Cold Behind bars, floor reflection, have you counting hard? Pulled the wrong card, now you hungry. Felling in them crooks among me, have me thinking, damn man, ain't that something? But television syndication, brainwash the nation, where the plane at? Who sold the crack? Overseas extorting gats, alleviate them brothers. Where's the smart mothers above? As the flying saucer hovers, with that IQ gotten them into us. Uh, doing chores, folding covers, brain testing, ID, profiling, devils too busy smiling, they not hiding. Where's that order to hygiene? New location, caught the neighbor fleeing Digging through the trash, now what they reading? Headlines, have their heads turning Non-believing, families lost the dead Children grieving, misting now News for the evening, look at that cat handcuffed In the back of the car shoved Judge ordered, law not to touch Planted on him some drugs And the hood just shrugs, word got out About the club, stashed a thou beneath the rug Cell phones bud, dark alleys show no love Call at the station, get the squad down immediately another body found seeing the street witnesses frown blood on the knife it's zip lock tight evidence get it documented right hard to tell where the stains led blunt object found near the head ransom note beneath the table sled tell him what the coroner said tell him what the coroner said it's jay scissors of the world franchise tuning in to that law to that order but without that real law and order gonna be caught up in another episode think about life <laughs> yeah it's jay scissors southern world